You're listening to VO Stories, Episode 76. Today I'm talking with writer-creator Steve Fisher and director Jody Gottlieb on their online series, Blind Date Me, which is now streaming on YouTube. I'm not only involved in this project, but a number of voiceover talent participated too. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Tina Zaremba, voiceover talent, mentor, and good old-fashioned storyteller. I believe we all have a story to tell. We can all learn from one another. I created this podcast for you, the VO artist, who's ready to embrace all that your VO journey has to offer. You'll be inspired, informed, and transformed as you learn from industry experts, VO talents, and my insights from 15 years in the industry, having voiced national commercials to promos and everything in between. Success in voiceovers is more than just a snazzy voice, and this podcast will help show you the way. Thanks for listening. Hey guys, happy Thursday. Before I play this week's interview, I want to ask that you consider the following questions throughout the interview. The first, what am I doing to stretch myself in voiceovers and in life? The second, do I have a creative project that needs some love and nurturing? And the last question, am I saying yes? And without further ado, here's our talk. All right, Steve and Jody, we're here. We did it. Hello. Finally. Hi, Tina. Hi, Tina. We made it. Woohoo! <laughs> I'm just going to dive right in here. Steve, why don't you tell us what Blind Date Me is and what the inspiration was to write this? Blind Date Me uh, is a nine episode, right? Not Jody, nine episodes? Nine, nine e- episodes yeah. of just random meetings of people online on a fictional dating site. And these are all fictional meetings. The Blind Date Me is a fictional dating site that just pairs people by proximity to each other. So you really, you don't have to fill out a any kind of a form to say what your likes and dislikes are. It just puts you together for whatever it's worth. And you talk to people and see if there's a connection. And if not, you move on. And what was the inspiration to write this? Well, part of it was just a a desire to use the technology. I'm fascinated by new technology. Um, If I had grown up in a different era, I would probably be a computer coder. Uh, We didn't have computers when I was growing up, uh, other than on Star Trek and things like that. But uh, I, I love the, uh, what's the word, the democracy of, of current technology that anybody can do anything. And, and that's what's great. You don't have to, when people ask me all the time, oh, you worked in Hollywood. How do I make it in Hollywood? I say, don't. I said, forget <laughs> Hollywood, do it yourself and let Hollywood come to you. And that is my feeling, you know, is that everybody, the technology is there for everyone to be able to put shows together on their own easily and inexpensively. And hopefully there'll be some traction on social media and uh, the the powers that be will come to you. So I wanted to use that. I had done a podcast last year. And while I was waiting to do uh, the second season of the podcast, um, I decided let's try a video thing and thought of using online uh, video conferencing and said, what lends itself to that in an easy way? And I said, online dating. Brilliant. I love and it. That, you go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that, that's where it came from. That was uh, just the whole desire to do something a little different. And Jody, how did you become involved with this endeavor? 
I would say that Steve worked me into it, but that wasn't entirely true. (laughs) We were chatting one night. Steve and I have been friends forever. And we were chatting one night uh, about all kinds of things. And he said, oh, by the way, I had this idea. What do you think of it? And he pitched me the idea that he just explained to you. And I'm listening to it. And I got very excited. And I said, I love this. I know how to do this. Start sending me scripts. So wait, do you guys know each other from the professional world? Or did you become friends through another way? Because you're both in the business. We are friends from school. We went to college College. together. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's right, Jody. You mentioned that. So, Steve, what did you do when you were – because you live in – Portland now or no now I live in the Seattle area okay and when you were in Hollywood tell folks what you were doing there I I was a writer and an actor and a producer and I wrote for a lot of daytime television which lent itself perfectly to blind date me Um, I wrote for days of our lives and general hospital and young and the restless and uh, animated shows and films and and, uh, you know it basically, uh, if there was a job with a paycheck, I wrote it. Um, and then I did some acting as well. I had started as an actor, but um, got out of it when uh, a starring role that I had in a show went awry and they wouldn't let me contribute to the script at all. And I said, yeah, I got to be in charge a little more. I got to be behind the scenes, not in front of the camera. And uh, being part Polish, I decided to become a writer. now jody you mentioned that you two um steve and yourself went to college together did you guys ever have an opportunity to work together um besides blind date me when steve i think this is our first professional collaboration isn't it steve professionally but we did shows together in college yeah and and Jody, in fact, was in the ensemble of a show I wrote with a couple of friends in college. Uh, okay. We did a musical based on Julius Caesar, and right. we did a backers audition, and we had we had a whole performance of the songs from the show, and then I narrated the story. Oh, and I see a copy Jody, of that. Jody was yeah. in the chorus. It was. We actually went into the studio and recorded it. How cool! Do you have a copy of it, Steve? I think I do. Yeah, oh, I I'll, send you, I'll send you a link to it. So oh, I'd, lo- I'd love to hear it. that. I'd love what? that too. I haven't heard that since we did it. So yeah, I'd love that too. <laughs> we'll it seemed a, little... a lot better back oh. then than listening to it now. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> so there's different online dating scenes in Blind Date Me. And how did you come up with all these different characters? So in my scene, I play Denise, who meets Ray, who's possibly her biological brother, which I thought was such like a creative, ingenious idea for a scene. Did you know a Denise and Ray in life? Or did you come up with No, I didn't. That that just hit me. Some of the ideas in it were inspired by things in my life. And some of the things uh, were just total creations. And I would pitch the idea to Jody and we'd talk about it. And then I'd go and write the script. Which one? Uh, so there were not, there are nine different scenes, correct? Yes. yes. Which one With the was first one being the introduction of the whole concept of the, the website from the fictional creator of the site. Which scene was the most challenging to write? 
Wow. I don't know. Which one, Jody, can you recall which one? There were a couple of times when I would write a scene. Sometimes I would write a scene and send it to Jody and she'd go, perfect. Okay, I love it. And sometimes she'd go, nah, this doesn't work for me. And we'd talk about it and see if we could come up with a different twist. The whole idea was to try to end each one with, with some kind of twist. So it yeah. might be going one way and then it ends totally different. I think the one that was challenging for me when we were developing the story was the one that actually Steve was in mm-hmm. where the character goes online and because of the nature of blind date me, he doesn't know what he's going to get. And it turns out to be his ex-wife. <laughs> oh, and I've had friends on online dating sites and they're paired with their exes at times. Oh, Hang on one yeah. second. <laughs> And, and when we were doing that one, I've had people ask me, especially because I, I was in it as well, asking me if, if it's autobiographical. I'm divorced. And I, the only thing autobiographical is there was a time when I was on a dating site and my ex-wife popped up and I immediately blocked her. I said, no. <laughs> <laughs> that, that doesn't happen in this way. In this scene, we actually talk and communicate. <laughs> Very cool. So, Judy, what were the challenges in directing these types of scenes? Because it's done via Zoom versus as a voiceover coach and director, you're usually in the studio. As a director of theater, you're at the theater or a rehearsal exactly. space. Well, the challenges were visually, I had to check everything wardrobe, hair, hairdos, lighting, props, everything visual, where usually on a set, you have other people to deal with the shadows of the lights, and you have a prop person providing the right prop. And, you know, I had to work with the actors to make sure they owned something that we could use. Most of the time, we didn't really need anything, but there were a couple of times we had to supply props. We had to send them specific things. Also, on Zoom, there's a little disconnect when you're not in the same room, when you're not standing on the stage with actors. When I'm directing voiceover, there are times during performance where I would close my eyes to get a complete picture of voice-only performance, where obviously on this project, I had to keep my eye on everything. Steve was able to back me up on that, but it became all-encompassing all at once. We had, Zoom has a a chat feature that you can communicate with somebody in the call. You could either communicate communicate with everybody or just an individual. And there were often times during rehearsal and recording of the scenes where I would text I, something I would see or hear and I would text Jody and she would be able to give the notes to the actors or she would say, no, I don't have that problem. And we would go from there, but we would have these little discussions while the scenes were going on. Oh, that's yeah. great. So you guys still were able to kind of maintain that type of engagement you would see between a writer and a director and two creatives on a piece. Mm-hmm. Yes, we, we were able to continue the collaboration without anybody knowing about it. So <laughs> a number, yeah, I didn't know. 
Have seen the the notes we sent about? I was just no, no. I'm kidding. (laughs) A number of the actors that were cast work as voice actors, and most most of them, yeah, yeah. How do you feel, Jody, that this type of work helps a voiceover actor in their day to day work, if at all? I think it does help a voiceover actor. I think it expands your mind. It's good practice because you and I and a lot of my actors, we've also often talked about character work mm-hmm. and creating a scene before you start reading a commercial. And this was a great tool for voiceover actors because they had a scripted scene. They didn't have to re- create it like we often do in voiceovers before we start the copy, the commercial copy. So it was great to for the voiceover actors to step out of their comfort zone and use it as a tool on how to create a scene. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. Having the experience, I was excited to be invited to be a part of this project. But then when it started, I was like, oh, geez, I felt a little intimidated and uncomfortable at first because the scene partner that I worked with was on the West Coast. So it wasn't like I could meet with him here all the time. But we were able to work privately together. And just having that experience of um, working with another individual will not just one individual, but working with yourself and with Steve and with Blue put me in a position of really having to implement the questions that I ask myself when I'm auditioning for a voiceover copy with another individual and seeing, does it really land? And am I being really truthful with it? Or am I just kind of going through the motions? Well, I'm glad you said that because I was going to ask you that question. Sorry. I was going to turn the interview around. (laughs) So season two is coming out, Steve. I know that's going to be coming sooner than later. What can folks look forward to seeing? Hopefully more and uh, more exciting things. We want to find new things to to play with. There are actually a couple of scenes, two or or a few ideas for scenes that uh, were on the docket for season one that didn't make the cut. So we will be working on those and and getting those up and coming. We want to get, we want to strive for a younger feel to it and more diversity and uh, more hard-hitting scenarios. The thing about Blind Amy is each episode stands alone and some are dramatic and some are emotional and some are funny and some are a little, I would say paranormal. Spine tingling. Little spine tingling. And a little, what was that? That was was always fun. So we want to continue in terms of tone. We want to continue that. But like Steve said, we want to bring in more diversity in age and ethnicity. And we're also going to be coming back to some of our actors and tapping you again. I would also like to do a musical episode. Really? Yeah. Oh my God, I think that would be great. That that, that sounds like fun. So yeah, that's going to be a little more problematic. It's going to be a little more challenging technically, but... uh, Tina, do you sing? (laughs) I stopped uh, singing outside of my shower when I auditioned for the musical Rent here in uh, the city years ago. And I mean, the people that were auditioning up against me, I was like, all right, it's time to. Oh, but this scene would all take place in the shower. 
I want to ask something. Folks that are out there that are thinking they want to do a creative project, such as Blind Date Me, what advice do you have for them? Work with a good partner. Steve? Yeah, I'm still looking for one, but no, I'm I'm kidding. kidding. Jody is great. I I mean, honestly, this show would not exist without Jody because I had an idea, but it was her saying, I love it, let's do it, go right that got me motivated to actually put it together. When we first talked about it, I had nothing. There was not a a word on a piece of paper. And so first I had to flesh out the concept of it and then come up with ideas for stories and then actually write the scripts. So that was her. That was her pushing me to to do that. I, I, um, I, I'm an idea maven, but uh, on action is a totally different thing. <laughs> I couldn't wait to get started. It was it was yeah. fun. It was fun brainstorming some of the storylines. Some of those made it in, some of them didn't. It was fun reading the script and seeing where that storyline went and giving notes to Steve. Was that hard for you, Steve, to get notes from Jody? Because I no, know not, no, no, not at all. I I appreciate that. Uh, it, as a writer, when you're working in a in a solitary situation, it's very tough to know w- whether what you're doing is working or not. You mm-hmm. may have it in your mind, but until other people look at it, you don't know. So it was great to have that feedback, that mirror from Jody to look at it and go, okay, well, yeah, I see what you're going for, but this didn't quite work for me. What we had and what I have had with uh, previous partners is when you can't come up with an idea that you both agree on, you come up with something totally different. Hmm. And did that happen for you guys? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There were times where it was like, just couldn't make something work I, or I couldn't convince her that this was the way to go. So it's like, okay, put the thinking, back, uh, thinking cap back on and, and come up with something totally different. Was it, was there a specific um, scene that you want to share where it was like going one way and something completely different came from it? Would you mind sharing what that is? I think probably all of them. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm trying to remember. I I don't. Um, I, I I think we have had some disagreements, not disagreements, but different ideas of what a, a particular ending meant, and and the. Uh, with David and Ivy, that scene was, I, I think I saw the ending differently than Jody did. Mm-hmm. I mean, the ending is still the same, but we have different interpretations of what happened there. And in my mind, I mean, this is something Jody and I have discussed. If we were to get popular enough with this show and have someone come to us and say, we would like to do a regular streaming TV series on this, what do you do? You know, where does this go? And I thought that each of these scenes is just the beginning. And that in a, say, a half-hour episode, these are all 10 minutes or less, uh, in a half-hour episode, we would carry forth from the meeting to what happens when they actually get together in real life or what happens after the phone call. Yeah, sort of what happens next. Yeah, I love it. So, uh, but I mean, we're not at that point yet. At, yeah. at this point, yeah. we're still doing uh, a Zoom show. <laughs> I know, and it's it's awesome. So where can folks learn about this series? And I'll have the link, too. We have, uh, it's on YouTube slash Blind Date Me, all one word. Yeah. 
that's where you can find the actual series. We also have a website called blinddateme.club. Is that right, Jody? That That is right. <laughs> blinddateme.club. And you can see the website. And on the website, not only is there a link to the YouTube channel, but uh, there are little bios for all our actors and our crew. Very, very cool. Well, and you can you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. Blind date me. It's awesome. All right, guys, everyone, check it out. It's fabulous. And I'm not just saying that because I love Steve and Jody. I'm saying because it's fabulous. It's innovative. And you know what, Jody? I think you're right. It's about having a good partner in not just in life, but in a creative collaboration because you guys work so seamlessly together. It always felt you had the actors back, even though in the beginning I was nervous and intimidated. You made it a really safe space, the both of you. So thanks for letting me be a part of it. Thank, Thank you. you, Tina, for doing it. You were wonderful. You were great. I, I hope Thank everybody you. watches your episode because it's a different side of you. <laughs> it is. Yeah. All <laughs> right. Blind date me. Thank you both so much. Ah, uh, thank you, Steve and Jody. So guys, at the start, I ask that you consider three questions. What am I doing to stretch myself in voiceovers and in light? The second, do I have a creative project that needs some love and nurturing? And the last one, am I saying yes? I had you think of these questions because, well, I had no idea Blind Date Me was being created. But when I was asked to be a part of this endeavor, I said yes. It was through email. And my subtext was, well, I guess I can do it. But I had doubts. I had doubts about my ability, being seen, blah, 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 blah. What I learned through being a part of this group collaboration is there's power in moving out of our comfort zones. There's power in taking a leap. And while these creative projects may not seem like they're directly related to voiceovers, I promise you, when you start to stretch creatively, magic happens behind the mic. All right, that's what I got for you today. Make it a great rest of the week. And until next week... Here's to owning our voices.